Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a financial series. And here we are, March 2nd. And this year is flying by already, March 2nd. So what's been going on with the financial series? Today, we're going to talk taxes. So, and I think we're going to have Pastor Cheney come on in a second to kind of open us up the way it typically goes. So let's see what happens. Hopefully he'll pop in here in a minute and really get us started off right. Pastor Cheney, you there? I think he's coming on, everybody. You on twice. So we're getting ready to really crank up tax season. You know, for most of us, it's time to file that yearly tax bill. We're going to really kind of dig into it. As soon as Pastor Cheney gets kicked in, uh, I'm going to kick off and let him take over and get us started, right? Oh, there he is. You still got your mute on, though, so there you go. For some reason, uh, the link is lost in my email. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, um, we want to make sure that sometimes in the midst of your email stuff can get lost because i had it saved to the calendar and i was unable to find it. i've been trying to look for it for the last 15 minutes want to encourage all of us to do that look for your links because sometimes they can get misplaced and sometimes they can get dropped off a calendar even though it's a recurring calendar again good evening this is by the way uh good to see you my brother Glad that you're on tonight Yes. Uh, on this Ash Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. Let me say that again. It's the beginning of Lent. This is where we start the process as we move towards Easter, where it's about uh, the redemption from sin and penance and repentance. That's what we need to be. Uh, trying to focus on these 40 days, these 40 days. A lot of people don't know that. I want to tell the people that tonight as we look at this. And and um, our good friend, uh, Corey D. Moody, will be talking about taxes tonight. We're excited about that. I'm having, uh, making sure my eyes are straight here. But again, let us be mindful on this Ash Wednesday of what is going on globally, what's going on in our country, what's going on with you. Please, we need you to log on. We need you to log on. We need you to check in. We need you to place in the chat uh, the many blessings and uh, prayer requests that you may have. I want to begin this session. Sometimes I do forget because I try to move so fast. I want to begin this session with prayer, if you allow me to do that. Father, we just thank you uh, for a new day, the awesomeness, the beautiful 80 degree weather here in Las Vegas this week. On last week, it was down to 30 degrees. We thank you for flipping the temperature in our lives and keeping us on our toes. And Lord, we just ask that you touch right now those who have logged on, those who are streaming, those who are going podcasts, whichever way they're doing it, God, help them reach this information and help us give information that is pertinent and soothing to the soul. 
We know times are tough right now, but we thank you in advance for what you continue to do. We ask that you meet everyone at their point of need. Bless us now in this lesson. Bless Mr. Moody. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much again. Uh, two oh, things. Man. Two things. I need you to share. I need you to share um, uh, the information, and I need you to go to uh, the social media pages and register. The Zoom link is there. That's why I had to go back through the Zoom link and, and recover that. But again, the second thing I need you to do is double check your calendars and even though we have an interrupt recurring, it's a new month and sometimes things get kicked out. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cordy Moody, certified public accountant, certified valuation analyst, my friend, my brother. God bless you. <laughs> well, thank you, Pastor. And um, as every Wednesday, it's always a blessing and a pleasure to be here. Uh, you just don't know how much this really fills my heart. Um, keeps me motivated to keep doing God's work. And I want to first start that, hey, look, I've, I've been traveling all day. I, uh, You've been hearing about me closing my office in Atlanta, my CPA office in Atlanta. And so today I left this morning um, to fly back to Las Vegas. So I am enjoying this 80 degree weather here in Las Vegas. And it was pretty nice in Atlanta, but not like this. So I'm really enjoying this weather. And it's my body may say it's nine o'clock, but it's six o'clock. And you know, as soon as I'm done with this, I am knocking out. But, you know, I kind of talked about that, you know, I was going to close my office and just kind of be done with this part of my journey of my life. And what I'm finding out that, you know, God slowed me down the whole month of February. So most of February, I was in Atlanta, really just um, downsizing the office. Uh, he still wants me, I feel like there's a presence that I, I still need to kind of be in that city, but not on that hamster wheel anymore. And you know, I don't know how many of us have moved, you know, whether, you know, with our family as kids or as adults, moving with our families, you know, moving is probably the worst chore in the world. And I've said that every time I move and I've gone through a whole bunch of stuff in my life, seems like nothing just tops just being horrible as moving. And I must say this downsizing of this office it was actually kind of pleasurable, uh, you know, you know, downsizing, well, I don't know, 3,000, 4,000, I don't know, square feet down to just one office. And really what we did was just move our file server, our computers into an office. And, you know, we still can go in there and sit down and work a little bit. But really just to kind of house the data, the information. And, you know, I talked about how, you know, data now is the number one commodity. It surpassed the value of oil. And just think about it, data. So you know how you always opting out, don't send me this, don't send me that. There are billions of dollars in data and understanding what data provides 
to those who are buying this information, but also data that can be provided to us. And, you know, I don't know if moving, you know, here it is, March 2nd, and we just finished moving in an office in the middle of tax season. This is the height of tax season. This is when everybody now is sending in their organizer, going into the portal, sending all their information to their tax preparer, their accountant, you know, in the whole nine yards. So, but it's just been, it's just this whole downsizing, this whole transition, this journey. You know, I, I remember, you know, growing up in Chicago, we used to drive and I remember seeing, you know, the train station and it may be 30 rows of tracks and all these switches, you know, and that's it. That used to just excite me that how did the train know what track to go on when the switches were turned and all that stuff. And, you know, and the train just follows the path that the, the tracks that are right in front of them. And, you know, Jack and I were just laughing, you know, how we do this move during tax season, but we got through it. So what I want to kind of do is just kind of give you some information on taxes to give you data, to give you information to help you become a better tax preparer or not tax preparer, but a better um, taxpayer or understanding. And I always remember, and I kind of laugh when uh, Trump was running, he, he never turned in his tax returns. And I think it leaked out that he paid no taxes. And people just whining and complaining. He ain't turned his tax returns in. He ain't paid no taxes. And yeah, you know, just going off. I remember just kind of sitting there like, hmm. Now you come to me as a CPA to help reduce your tax liability, to minimize your tax, to show you how to make a little more money, but always the number one goal out of 99% of the people to walk in my office, I'm talking to the business owner, they come from a tax perspective. I don't want to pay no taxes. You don't want to pay no taxes, but you want everybody else to pay the taxes. Because we got to have taxes paid to build infrastructure, whether it's your city, your county, your state, you know, the United States. You know, these freeways we drive on, those are paid by tax dollars. You always hear tax dollars. They build in stadiums and all this stuff. We don't want to use taxpayer dollars. So understanding how our tax dollars really work and understanding the tax system I found to help us understand our own financial position. How does money really impact us every day? And we've all heard, you know, ain't two things for, for sure, you know, death and taxes. So if taxes are so important, why do we understand it probably the least? And I'm not meaning that you have to learn how to do a tax return. As a matter of fact, I would, I would advise you to find a, a CPA in your area 
that you you know that you know you interview to find out to make sure they understand you know how to how to lead you in the tax situation so you under so you they can teach you what are the best things you need to do during the year and just to kind of understand that process so that's what i'm gonna kind of walk you through a little bit today just to kind of let you look at some things and and understand how this game works and so i'm going to share a screen here and i hope you can see this um let's see if i can kind of blow it up let me see if i can so this is the taxiderm for solomon luke and his wife mata luke and they made a hundred thousand dollars okay and they took what's what we call a standard deduction so and one of the first rules of tax understanding taxes not from a preparer's perspective not from my perspective as a tax preparer but as a individual who has to file taxes which we all do is understand how does it affect us so i'm going to show you a couple of examples this taxpayer made a hundred thousand dollars they took a standard deduction of twenty five thousand one hundred so if you marry filing jointly, you automatically get this deduction of $25,000. And what that does, that gives you a taxable income amount of $74,900. Now, I don't want you to get caught up in the, in the form, the tax return itself, but just understand the concept. All right. And so out of the $74,000, they're going to pay... 8593 in taxes. That's what they're going to pay the government, $8,593. And you might be saying, man, that's a large check to write to the government. But remember, you know how we complain about when we get a paycheck, how much money is taken out of this check going to state withholding federal withholding and fica and medicare and all that other stuff and at the end you know out of this hundred thousand dollars maybe we took home seventy thousand or eighty thousand well just to kind of help you out understand it so and i want to say stop complaining but understand it because once you understand it you're going to stop complaining and I just found that in my own life and I don't understand, I may complain, but once I understand it, those complaints stop. And first of all, because I was ignorant, I didn't understand it. And I was like, man, I, was, I sounded real foolish saying what I was saying about these things and I just didn't understand it. So let's just, let's walk, let me walk you through this. So you got your W-2 form, right? It says gross wages, $100,000. This is what this is. And then out of all those checks you got, they withheld $10,000 out of your check. Those are withholdings. That's not paying taxes. So when your employer or you, you withhold money out of your check to pay your taxes every quarter, if you are a, a employer, those are the withholdings. So if you just pull your last check stub, 
and look at the withholdings. You're going to see federal withholding. You're going to see Social Security. You're going to see FICA's. I mean, Medicare. And depending on what state, you may have state withholding. The beauty of living in Nevada, there's no state taxes. So they don't take out state taxes out of my check. Okay? But they may state take state taxes out of your check. So this is how we end up here. Now, they withheld that 10000 but the taxes that they owe were $85.93. So they're going to get a refund of $1,400, $1,407. Now, your return may look similar to this. And I may ask you, how much did you pay in taxes last year? And probably 90, 90% of the time, especially when it's a client I met for the very first time, they said, oh, I didn't pay any taxes. I got a refund. <laughs> and I chuckle because they're saying they got a refund. They didn't pay any taxes. And I just want you to look and think about how many times somebody may have asked you, how much did you pay in taxes? And you may have answered, well, I didn't pay any taxes. I got a refund. And this is where it gets humbling. Because what this taxpayer paid was $85.93. What happened was their employer withheld $10,000 out of that federal withholding. So they held out enough that they got a refund of $1,400. Now, what we like to do, we like folks to pay $100 or $200 and get any refund. Because, and you may be complaining about, I don't have any money at the end of the month, that I pay too much in taxes. Well, you don't pay taxes until you file. Everything during the year, they are withholding to make sure there's enough for you to pay your tax bill. So when you file your return, this tax bill came due of $8,500 here. But they withheld $10,000 every month, every, every week, every biweekly, whatever. And now I got an overpayment of $1,400. And I would tell you, let's look at that W-4. So now you know that W-4 form you, you fill out, that is really a withholding allowance. So depending on what they put on that W-4 form, this $10,000 could be higher or lower, which means your tax preparer doesn't inherently make you get a bigger or pay more on the taxes because they so good. It may have happened you got such a big refund because you let your employer over with hell. And I'm telling you, if you're getting large refunds, you're allowing your employer to over withhold, you know, to take more taxes out of your check every month. So if you fall in short at the end of the month all the time, but now you get this big refund, unfortunately, when a lot of us get refunds, we blow them. And we've already 12 months behind on late on all these bills. So instead of getting that $6,000 refund, 
Maybe what I'll do is change my W-4 form and get a and have them take out less. So I bring home more during the month. Now that gives me $500 more a month to pay my bills. Now my refund is going to be $6,000 smaller. But what would you rather have? The money at the end of every month so you can pay your bills? So that's how you start bringing your budget into play now. Now, we got to be careful because we can go too high on the withholding allowance and have them take out not enough. Then at the at, when it comes to filing time, we owe a whole bunch of money. But that's another tax strategy we can talk a little bit. We, we'll, we'll talk a little later. But I want to show you something else. This is another return. Now, I'm coming to a different point here. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, here we go. This so this is a chaos. He, he was a tax um, collector. Okay, they made a hundred thousand dollars. They made the exact same money as Solomon. Okay, but. Instead of taking that $25,000 deduction, they got a $38,000 deduction. Their taxable income is $61,000. Their tax is $7,003. Their refund is $29,97. So this tax, these two taxpayers made the exact same amount of money paid the same amount for their rent and utilities and or mortgage, same amount, but they get a bigger refund. Why is that? Well, because they get to itemize their deductions because, you know, they have they had a lot of uh, medical expenses. So like your premium that you pay for your medical insurance is deductible if you can itemize. And most of us pay five, six, $700 a month minimum, even if our employer pays a portion of it. See, our import, uh, most employers nowadays do not pay 100% of your medical insurance. So you get to deduct the portion that you have to pay. Okay. And then because they own a house, they have, they pay real estate taxes. They get the write-off taxes on their, on their car tax, the avalorium and the mortgage interest, $15,000 in mortgage interest. And so, and they also gave $12,000 to the church. To God. So in the in the end, they got to write off $38,000 as opposed to the other taxpayer. I'm just going to bring that back up. Who only got to write off $2,500. Same dollars, same expenses, 
It's how they spend it that makes the difference. So that's why knowledge is power. So, so what they can do, they got a refund of $2,900. That's $250 a month. $250 a month is $3,000, which means they would have owed $3. But they got $250, $250 every month. They got to add to their income or cash that came in to pay bills. So if you're struggling at the end of the month being short, one of the things you can do, especially if you can't control how much money you make because you're an employee, maybe just understand how taxes work to see what we can do to live differently, change our lifestyle. And it's not has nothing to do with the budget. The budget helps us understand how much money we need to make it. So that's why it's important to understand taxes. Again, I want you to call the CPA and help and help them help you navigate through this process. But I'm showing you when you have this knowledge, you equip now to go sit and talk with them. And if they don't get it, don't understand it, guess what? You got to find a new one. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's your brother-in-law. It's your sister-in-law. It's your mama. It's your daddy who've been doing their own taxes but don't understand it. See, people can fill out these forms, but you got to understand what they, how they work. That's why you've been hearing me for the last year talk about, guys, I'm going to show you some forms, but I kind of cringe at the forms because the forms can kind of fool us to thinking we got it under control when we don't understand it. So we may have our own two, three, four, five hundred dollars that we can take care of our lifestyle monthly without stressing, understanding taxes. So that's why I wanted to spend some time here on taxes because there's some hidden jewels that we may have and we just don't know about. And if our text prepared don't understand it, we're going to keep getting these refunds or not maybe buying a house when we should be buying a house, paying the same monthly dollars. But look how it affects our lifestyle. It makes it makes a difference. So you see these two people make the same amount of money, but one is more. I'm going to say aggressive, but but understands the tax code to their benefit to get a larger refund and or claim more on their W4 phone, W4 form to bring home another $300 a month and still not owe but $3 at the end of the year. So what we got to what I want us to understand is there's a difference between minimizing taxes taxes and evading taxes see minimizing is legal evading taxes is illegal you know that's what they got al capone on and some other famous people right we didn't heard about getting locked up <laughs> yeah evading 
which is different than minimizing. See, one's trying to be clever, one is wise. You, you, you catching that? So be careful who you're getting your advice from, what's going on, what you need to do. It's totally different. So we can get mad at people for not paying taxes, i.e. Trump. And I'm not making this a political thing or nothing like that, but I just remember the uproar. But people come to me for that reason. How can you minimize my taxes? So, so let's talk about taxes. And what does it mean? How does, how does it really affect us? So I'm going to pull up some scriptures now. You, you know, here we go, right? It, it, it's, it's that time, right? So see what we have here. So the first one I'm going to pull up is Luke 18, 9 and 12. Okay, I'm going to share the screen. And, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not, showing or telling you anything new that you hadn't heard in the past about taxes it being in the Bible and all that. But I just want to bring it, since you saw some tax returns, just to kind of bring your mind, get your mind wrapped around it. So this is the parable. So this is Luke 18, 9. It's the parable of the Pharisees and the tax collector. To some who were confident of their own righteousness, and look down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all I get. But let me let me go on. So, so I don't I don't have all this fancy uh, technology yet, y'all. So y'all gotta bear with me. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his best and said, his breast and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God, for all those who exalted themselves will be humiliated, be humbled, and those who humbled themselves will be exalted. Now, here we are complaining about people not paying taxes and all this stuff. So you gotta understand, tax collectors were looked at as sinners those who collected taxes they were you know evildoers so that's why you just kind of saw that that evildoer kind of comment about it and so i'm gonna you know i'm gonna uh -oh, i'm gonna show show you a little bit more of how this kind of ties in so just kind of bear with me for a minute i'm going now to luke 19 19 one so this is all in luke so this is from luke's perspective of uh what he saw when jesus was dealing with these people who us as christians we want to look down on 
Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, then Jesus re reached the spot. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So let me pull up the next one. I just got the bear with me. I don't have all that fancy stuff going on right now, but that's okay. We're going to get there. Okay. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. And he has gone to be a guest of a sinner. So I got to stop right here for a minute. There's a good pastor friend, good pastor friend of mine, Pastor Seal. He he coined this phrase for me. You know, gangsters. You know, we always talk about gangsters, you know, evading taxes and all that. I mean, that's, that's what that got Al Capone, Al Capone on. But he used this term. He said, gangster Christians. And these sound like some gangsters right here muttering. After Jesus and already said what he going to do, but you're going to mutter to Jesus about this tax collector. I just have to throw that out there for a minute. Because, you know, 18, we talked about how righteous we were as Christians, you know, the righteous, you know, and, you, you know, okay, just go back and read it for yourself. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now and now. I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to, came to seek and to save the lost. So, I mean, we could talk about judgment, but I just want to make this about taxes right now because they were collecting all these taxes. And sometimes people who collect the tax, you don't know what they're doing with it. So let's look at what happens with our tax dollars, building roads, infrastructure, and all these things we pay taxes for. And I always remember one of the things that's important as a CPA is understand the power of the postmark because dates are very important. And I always remember people complaining about the mail. But you think about it. You know, you can put for now a 55 cent on a stamp. It can get across the country in two or three days. That's a pretty good deal. Even though that's not a tax, you're paying for it. But because there was a government agency, people would always kind of complain. I'm saying this to say, what value? Remember we talked about value early on when we first started this thing. Are you getting value for your taxes? You may or may not, but that's why you go out and vote and put people in place to do what you need to do. 
but understanding how the taxes work and what you can do to to make a difference is important right so got a little bit more to show and then we're gonna we're gonna shut this down this ain't gonna be that long actually it's longer than i think time just go time just go fast so tax collectors remember they were looked at as sinners no if and buts about it okay but let's think about this for a minute who else was a tax collector Jesus sends out the 12. This is Matthew 10. Jesus sends out the 12. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First Simon, who was called Peter, his brother Andrew, James, Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the tax collector. How can, a, how can a disciple be a sinner or look there as a sinner or have a job as a sinner? He's a tax collector. Matthew. James, son of Appius and Thaddeus. Now, four, it's not highlighted, but Simon the Zealot and Judas is a carrot. Who betrayed him so these 12 disciples his boys one was a tax collector what maybe the rs we may call something like that hmm so what does that all lead us in the end well, i got one more and this is luke 20 22. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw through their duplicity and said to them, show me a denarius. See, I can't even pronounce the word, y'all. I, I, I apologize, but I'm, I'm going to keep rolling. Whose image and inscription are on it. And they couldn't wait. Caesar, they replied, he the one. See, they thought, they thought Jesus was going to get on them. And he said to them, then give back to Caesar what is Caesar and to God what is God. We complain and complain and complain. We don't understand. We're going to pay taxes. You can minimize them. You got to understand it. What are we going to do as it relates to our taxes? We got to understand, find you a tax preparer that understands who can teach you how to reduce your taxable income. See, I'm going to pull this form back up real quick. See, it's about how you tell how well you're doing is what you're actually paying tax here. Not with the amount that you get for a refund or did you may pay even, uh-oh, that you may pay even at the end of the year. Okay? Doesn't matter. So what we try to do is constantly reduce this taxes. So if you look at it, 
just for simplicity service uh, uh, um, perspective, he pays seven thousand dollars worth of taxes out of a hundred thousand dollars. That's seven percent. As the as Solomon pay eight point five percent. 8500 out of that same $100,000. So one paid 1.5% more than the other because they spent their money, not they didn't spend less money, they just spent it differently. So that's why this whole series about understanding your finances, understanding what we have to do to get our wealth together. And taxes is just one of those things that we can use. So as I leave and Pastor Cheney get ready to come on back, that was just a kind of quick and little simple thing. I don't know how it came across. I hope it was all right, but I just wanted to bring a little bit about taxes and let's see what happens next week. If you haven't filed your taxes, you might want to stay tuned the next week. We might have a little more for you. Pastor Cheney, that's all I got. teaching you, you you're letting us know that it's not about you 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 it's it's illegal to not pay taxes it's just you want to minimize <laughs> you got to watch the vernacular and the and the person in the scripture you were talking about in the, that was denarius denarius is a silver coin worth about 10 asses i'm not cussing y'all <laughs> 10 donkeys 10 asses that's in the book it's in the text so again, denarius, denarius, a denaro, denaro, denarius. Those are root words. So again, again, that's what that's the kind of stuff we had to learn in seminary. I'm like, really? We, you want me to talk about ten behinds or something? <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much, man. I don't know. I don't know. My prayer is that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that you will go on and you will revisit this and understand uh the message that was brought tonight concerning taxes because we are very uneducated when it comes to taxes we talk about taxes and we're thinking they're bad things you just got to know how to minimize and know what you're doing and one thing about it i never forget when i first started making money uh corey uh the thing was i i did the old 1040 easy you know back in the day did the 1040 easy then i got in the military i said ah, i better turn this over to somebody then it's h and r block then as you as you get older and you look at uh you know your expenses and the kind of work that you do there are some deductions in different languages there are different things that you learn about that you don't really have no clue what's going on ladies and gentlemen i just want to let you know Go get you some help. The bottom line is we're not just helping you. We're helping you from a biblical standpoint. Matthew chapter 10, absolutely right. And the other scripture with Zacchaeus, <laughs> the, the tax collector that helps us with that. But there was a purpose for that. Jesus instituted certain things. God instituted and allowed certain things. 
for there would be a constant replenishment on earth. I'm trying to help us understand that, ladies and gentlemen, that what, what, what uh, Mr. Moody said tonight, it coincides with the biblical mandate of God. How do you do you move forward as a country, as a world, as a society? You have to do it through putting systems in place. Again, that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. And again, thank you so much for your patience as uh, I will ensure next week I have everything together. But again, sometimes they kick you out. I don't know why, but uh, uh, it happens and uh, we were able to get on and we were blessed tonight. I want everybody to tell everybody you need to go back and see this about taxes because a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say, well, I file my own. You're probably not doing it right. And I'm just going to go on record. You're probably not doing it right. And you need at least to get some advisement of what you can and cannot do. And then there may be some things you're missing. And again, I'm not a, I'm not an expert, but we do have an expert, my brother here. And ladies and gentlemen, as we look at this Ash Wednesday, and we normally have our ashes on our foreheads as Christians, we do that because these 40 days, there's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of fasting, a lot of praying that goes on a lot of restoration. Uh, there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. There's a lot of support that needs to happen. People are still dying. They're transitioning, not just from COVID, but from other ailments. Let us be in prayer, ladies and gentlemen, as we say good night from Las Vegas. God bless you. We'll see you next week. We love you. Take care.